request from me and Perk was to get a lot of water and towels up here. We be sweating. So we sure appreciate it, man. Listen, we can't thank y'all enough. Uh, we it, It's funny because y'all been rocking with us on Twitter and Instagram, and y'all know me and Perk stay active in that world. But the fact that y'all took the time out y'all day to come sit with us, watch the podcast live, ain't no telling what we going to talk about. I see my cousin over there. What up, cuz? Um... It just, it's love, it's love, and we need this. We need this, so to look out in this crowd and see y'all, just a debt of gratitude before we get it going. But appreciate y'all coming out and rocking with Swaggoo and Perk. Swaggoo trying to act brand new. <laughs> he come over here with that old political ESPN talk. Man, you know we don't talk like that. We got our people in here with us, our cousins and kin folk. I see BMT in the house, Polo Arthur, Texas in the house, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, H-Town, and he come up in here talking about some, I'm showing gratitude and all this. Man, we hey, don't we, talk we, like we, that. We still, we, we work for Disney. I gotta make sure we, you know, <laughs> you know that, that, uh, that direct deposit gotta keep. It ain't going nowhere. All right, that's a bet, that's a bet. <laughs> We gonna get right into it. I know y'all heard from Dan, our producer. He don't like he don't like attention, but we gonna acknowledge him. He been doing a hell of a job for us all year long. There he go, right there with his shirt tucked in. Yeah, he he he, he a shirt tucked in guy. He, he a golfer. <laughs> he said because he likes to golf. <laughs> but we gonna we gonna do it just like we do it. Just like y'all watch us on YouTube. Just like y'all listen. We gonna get into some topics. I'm under the understanding that we're going to take some questions, right, D, after we get done. Um, we're going to tape this thing. If we say something crazy, y'all respond. If we don't say nothing crazy, y'all respond. Um, <laughs> but we're going we to get right into it. So we were sitting in the back talking about topics. Well, and me, well, wait. Go ahead, go ahead. Wait. I mean, a lot of people don't know how Swagoo and Perk came about. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and, go through that. And I'm going to go down. So we, we started, we came up with this idea last summer, and it was brought to us. And we both agreed upon it because we wanted to work with one another. I grew up at the Swag Goo with the Houston Hoops. You know what I mean? He played basketball. He actually played basketball and was pretty damn good at it. Not real talk. And so we come on here, and our concept is to keep it real. Our concept is to have a family reunion, cousins and kinfolk type vibe for the culture. Um, also, we did this podcast and we said we didn't want any guests, right? So we didn't want any guests because I always stand by, are you trying to be popular? Or are you trying to be powerful, right? And if you're powerful, then you're moving the needle without the assistance of somebody else. So when we decided to do this podcast and we, we came up with, we didn't want no guests because we wanted people to come in and actually listen to us and not the people that we were bringing on. You know what I mean? So we wanted to come and speak from our soul. We wanted y'all to hear from what we had to say because on TV, we can't get it out. I already talk slow, he talks slow, we can't get it out. They telling us we got 45 seconds to get everything we want out and we gotta go. And people in our ear count down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. But on here, we able to be ourselves and we able to be real. And again, we appreciate all y'all who've been rocking with us. This is a beautiful turnout and we about to get it popping. 
after he told me don't do the company line. <laughs> now, I want to get into it. First of all, I haven't seen my brother. Y'all know we give each other props on the podcast all the time. The realest thing in the world, I love this dude. This really my partner. We don't just work together. This my partner. We fortunate enough to be on a network that a lot of people see, but me and Perk talk on the phone damn near three, four times a week. He either cursing me out about something or I'm cursing him out about something. We like, we like grandmothers. We get on the phone and we gossip. That's what we do. So the <laughs> podcast y'all get is a little snippet of what we do usually all throughout the week. So I want to get right into it. And, and by the way, should we, should we, got, we got our first guest today. We're not yeah. going to tell y'all who it is. Well, we do. But we got our first guest today. It, it'll be later. I mean, it ain't Drake. It ain't Denzel Washington. So I don't want y'all to be thinking it's anybody of him importance. He think he is. But he think he is He's a great for dude. Real. For real. I want to get off into the first topic. And I'm going to ask you and I'm going to bow because I, I know you like getting into to this particular individual. So we got this thing going on about Lamar Jackson, Perk, his contract, how he handling this business, and um, if he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL or not. Now, to me, that question crazy as hell. Mm -hmm. That's a crazy question. To me, it's a no-brainer. What say you on Lamar Jackson? Well, you know I like to dive into football, right? Um, when I think about Lamar Jackson, I'm not going to even dive into whether or not he's a top 10 quarterback. I believe he's a top 10 quarterback. That's just my opinion. But I want to dive into Lamar Jackson and his contract negotiation. All right? And I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> an African-American athlete, a guy that they said couldn't do what he's doing today in the NFL that's negotiating his own deal. By the way, on paper, his mother is his agent. So he's doing it his way, right? And his way is actually working. And it's a lot of things that come to mind, especially when I think about his mother being his agent. He's killing two birds in one stone. She getting 4% of that contract, which is, was a smart move by him. Why would I pay an agent fee to somebody else when I could give it right here to my own mama? Yeah. I'm a franchise player. My contract is pretty much set in stone. The Players Association in the NFL help you out anyway with the, you know, the numbers and getting the lawyers and things to that nature. But I look at Lamar Jackson and I say this. It don't matter where he go. It don't matter whether he's on the road or at home. I see Lamar Jackson uniforms. I see jerseys. He's selling out arenas. So when I say that, I say, why they haven't paid him yet? Or what is the actual problem? He has made Baltimore relevant. He is a top 10 quarterback. But the problem is, is this. He's not your ideal quote unquote quarterback. He carry himself a certain type of way. His Instagram may not be what you want it to be, but he's a leader. He get it done on the field. And I applaud him for how he's doing it his way. And when I, when I see him doing it his way, it reflects on all aspects of everything, all across the sports world. Like, he's setting a bar for, to show you, do it your way, put your people in place to be successful, and keep the money in-house. Yeah. So, to me, man, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. me, we just got to get out of these boxes, man. Like, we want to make Lamar Jackson something else. He a QB. He just do it differently than everybody do it. And the thing that I hate when we had this conversation about Lamar Jackson is, well, the pocket passing or what he, what, how is he going to, how he going to look in 10, we ain't talking about 10 years. Ain't no other quarterback that we have a conversation about where we trying to project what he going to be five, seven years from now. We talking about what they doing right now. When the conversation was going on about Patrick Mahomes, it was about what he was doing right now. When it, when, now that it's going on about Justin Herbert, it's what he's doing right now. All the time, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, it's all about, well, what's going to happen when the athleticism fades? It ain't faded. Mm. Like, you got a team in Baltimore that literally is functioning because of one dude from an offensive standpoint. And every time people get on TV, they start talking about, well, what is what, what he going to do next? And is he going to win a play? He won a playoff game. Now he need to win two. When he win two, it's going to be three. We, well, now he got to win the Super Bowl. Here's, here's the problem that I always have with the conversation with Lamar Jackson. Stop trying to make this man something that you think he should be because of what you done watched the last 20 or 30 years. Allow that man to show what he's been doing. First of all, a league MVP. Yeah. We all know that it, when everybody show up to M&T Bank Stadium, they come in to see Lamar Jackson play. Preach. I have not heard one player talked about in Baltimore that's packing the stadium out outside of Lamar Jackson. Even when he hurt, they still come in to see him stand on the sideline. I think we got to get out of this mindset, and this, this be my problem. See, me and Perk be having a problem with people on TV because they be mad at us when they listen to the podcast because they be thinking we going against them, which we really do be going against them. But we just, you know, we, 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 we be having to get these points across. Lamar Jackson is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. To me, he's the most talented football player in the NFL. To me, all right, you could disagree, but to me, he's the most talented. Because I don't know in the NFL, if one team is more dependent on one player than the Baltimore Ravens or on Lamar Jackson than what he do for that franchise. Mm. So when we start talking about money and contracts, the holdup and all of that, my problem with that is, I don't know if Baltimore are trying to put him in this box. They paid Joe Flacco because he was the guy that was leading the charge. It's time for Lamar Jackson to get paid, but it's also time for all of the people out there that want Lamar Jackson to be something else to stop thinking that way. He is who he is, and what he does is win. The man got over a 65% winning percentage in the NFL right now. We got, we got, we got to get past this, well, we got, uh, he got to stand in the pocket and throw the ball, and well, he going to get hurt because he run a lot, Tom Brady tore ACL. Peyton Manning damn near dislocated his back off his body. It don't matter what you do. That position, you gonna suffer some pain. So that's the first topic. Now I wanna get into your wheelhouse because I've been waiting on this all day. No, actually it's your wheelhouse. I know how you wanna talk about basketball. We got the football out of the way. It, well, they listen, said it wasn't gonna be hot up here. <laughs> But look, before we dive into that, we're going to bring out our special guest, our one and only guest since we're in the H-Town. OG H-Town. And, and I told him he can't hold back. He got to let us know all the information he know 
He been hanging with LeBron for the last two weeks, and I need all the tea because you know we got to be messy. I'm messy. I'm, I'm messy. I'm, just, I'm messy as hell. My wife tell me that. I'm all just the mad. Time. I put lotion on. I forgot, <laughs> y'all. I've been, I've been living in the Northeast for a minute, so I, I put lotion on today. And you, you don't supposed to do that down here. <laughs> supposed to do that. Look at my hey, arms. But man. listen, though, I, I'm I'm really shy. I got a lot of people out here. I'm sitting I'm sitting up here. It's I beautiful. Got, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's beautiful. It's Look at the lady walking. She got water. You gotta hydrate, ma'am. Her name I is. Feel you. <laughs> I feel. You. Her name I ain't is go, I, I'm I'm sweating to a little bit per. You nervous? Can I can I tell them? Yeah. I I had I had two glasses of that Jack before I came up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get that in. That's why I'm looking like this. Cause I've been intermittent fasting and I ain't as fat as I used to be, but I'm still big. I'm sweating. So a part of it is lotion, the other part is that jack. Did you, did you tell them about the relationship of how we are with one another? So I, we were supposed to be here at 6. I got here at 6.13, and I walked in, and I had my sports coat on the hanger. And he said, hey, bro, like, what you got going on? And I was like, what you mean? We about to go out here and do the podcast. He like, nah, we ain't doing no sports coat. Matter of fact, I bought an extra shirt. <laughs> yeah. So I got on his shirt today. It, it, it's a cold. Fat boy cold if you're from the South. <laughs> Towel, extra shirt, some deodorant. <laughs> that's, the fat boy, that's the fat boy kit when you're from the South. All right, you, wanna, you bring your boy out because you... you, nah, you go ahead. You, better, right, than right. that. you better than me. So, so this dude is really OG Houston. He wanted me and Perks Partners. He one of the OGs that we tap in with a lot when it comes to this NBA conversation because he plugged in. Yeah. I don't know nobody more plugged in than the NBA than Perk, but, but this dude is plugged in. He, he plugged in, and he also threatened to sue me last week <laughs> because he said I was using too many of his punchlines on TV. So, I mean, it's all good. But So we're going we gonna to bring our partner Damon Jones is in the building. Come on, DJ. D. Jones, our first guest, so he under a lot of pressure. No pressure. But he told us, he, he told us, he said, look, man, I got I to gotta come out here and make sure you youngsters doing this the right way on y'all first live show. So, Perk, I know you had some questions because he been with Bron all weekend, all week. Last two weeks, you been with him? Two weeks. It's a lot two going weeks. on in the NBA right now. Yeah. Perk, you take over. Yeah, well, you know, we don't never go on script. We just go off the vibe. And I feel the energy, and it's a lot to talk about. We could dive into KD and Kyrie. We could dive into Kyrie going to the Lakers. We could dive into LeBron James and what he's thinking about Kyrie Irving and if he want Kyrie Irving or not, and if the rumors are true. But I want to know this, because you was backstage and you said this, and you said it aggressive, D. Jones. You said that I want to come out here and I want to defend Russell Westbrook. Yes, I and did. I, say and I, I just want to know, I just want to know, what is it that you are defending? What do you have to say? Because you want to hear what, what, how I feel about it? All right. I'm so, listening. Okay, so, 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 so with me, I didn't lost a lot of friends, right, in the NBA community. I lose them for months and then they come back two months later, and then we cool again. And then I say something on TV, 
and they blocked me. And then we cool again three months later. Man, y'all got okay. the most sensitive yeah. lead. Yeah, we do. We are. I mean, we are sensitive. We are sensitive. Y'all make too but much money to be that sensitive. I, I understand that, but listen, as a guy that was a role player in the NBA, the red carpet isn't rolled out for me like they do for Hall of Fame players or franchise players. So the last thing I could do when I come on television is be biased because Russell Westbrook is my good friend or Russell Westbrook is the godfather of my middle child. I'm speaking about the game of basketball. Now, me and my wife didn't even fell out behind me having a Russell Westbrook tape. Hey, and I, and I had to, <laughs> And I had to tell her. Hey, you know, man. Hey, I, I had to tell her my favorite line is, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, he I, go, like, I he, calm down so he, much he, when you say that. He's gonna be all right. Now, I'm gonna piss you off real quick because my take is, is this. I love Russ. I just don't think it work, it's gonna work for him and Braun and AD in LA, okay? I, I think that that marriage is over. I think they both parties need to go their separate ways. There's no knock on Russ. Do I think he have more in the tank? Yes. But do I think he's going to fit the role that Darvin Ham is asking him to do? And that's be a screen setter and be more of a spot-up corner knockdown shooter. A what? It would, like, he want him to, yeah. And so I started to think of, well, you asking this man to be a manager P.J. Tucker. And when I think about Russell Westbrook, he is not going to be that guy to take a lesser role. That's how I feel about it. So I just want to know how you feel. You could dive into it however you want. Okay. You can't hurt my feelings. I want to hear this too. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to start off by saying Russ last year had a bad year. Okay, we, get, we all saw it. We saw the games, we saw the missed shots, we saw the turnovers, we saw all that. But one thing that we didn't realize that I know for a fact, when Russ came, they didn't have a plan. And that's the most important part of a guy coming from another team to a team like the Los Angeles Lakers. You have to have a plan. Who is they, DJ? Who is they? The coaching staff didn't have a plan, and I'm okay. not sitting here knocking Frank Vogel because he was in a tough situation from the beginning. But Russell Westbrook needed to have 13 to 14 minutes on the court without LeBron James, yeah, but where he could I'll, play his I'll, game. I'll, let me ask you this before you keep going. We about to fight. Because you talk about a, no, I, I want to know. Because you're talking about a plan, right? But we all know that that Russell Westbrook move was way over Frank Vogel's head. So Frank Vogel was put in a bad situation from the jump because that was actually Rob Palenka and LeBron James called. Do we know that Russell. for sure? Hold on, hold on. Do we know that hold for on, sure hold, it was hold, a LeBron James move? It, it was a LeBron yeah, James move. Do we that know that for sure? Or that's what the speculation was that LeBron James pushed the button to uh, make that trade? I know that for sure. Okay, LeBron I disagree. James. Well, that's your fault. I feel sorry for your loss. I know that for I know that for sure. LeBron James pushed the button. Now that's neither here nor there. I just want to know how do you expect somebody to have a plan when they didn't have plans on getting him in the first place? Well, when the trade was made, it was way before the season started. So I'm gonna give you the perspective from a coach 
being a championship coach in 2016. Speak up a little bit. The team that came back from 3-1 against the Golden State Warriors. So I'm going to give you that perspective I knew right it. here. Okay. And that perspective is being around, in my opinion, the best coach in the NBA, Ty Lue, what he would have done once that trade was made. And that was putting Russell Westbrook in the best position to succeed. And that's not off the ball with LeBron James handling for 48 minutes. Now, he's going to have his share of responsibility of ball handling and things of that nature, but you have to give him 15 to 17 minutes on the court without LeBron James. Now, LeBron James is in year 19, Swaggoo. So 17 minutes from 48, that means he's averaging around 31 minutes a game, which means takes away injury, and then he's able to finish game strong, and he would have probably been able to get through the whole season without injury. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Russ was ass. So <laughs> Russell's not ass. He was last year, DJ. He no. was. He had Come, a bad year. Hold on. But, but let's, let's context, because I know a lot of people get mad. Let's context. From what we know Russ to be, Russ had a terrible season. I, From I, what we know Russ to be. I'm not comparing Russ to bad NBA players. Right. I'm comparing Russ to what we've seen Russell Westbrook be for the majority of his career. Now, I get what you're saying about LeBron up in age, get him off the floor, get Russ involved. But ultimately, when, when, when we watching the game, how can you play him without LeBron being on the floor and he playing like that? Well, again, there has to be a plan. And the plan is to put him in the best possible position to succeed. So you coach, what was that? What, 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 what was that supposed to look like? I'm gonna play lineups with him and Anthony Davis on the floor together, okay? And then when Anthony Davis takes his rest, I'm gonna let him be the general in that second unit where he could do what Russ does, okay? And he didn't do that all year. What he did was, he sat in the corners, he sat on the wing, and guys were creating shots, and he was wide open, okay. and he was missing them. Because he's not a knockdown shooter, but he can shoot the basketball. Right. And this is my point to both of you guys, and to everybody here. I could name 10 to 12 guys that we think that are in the top, upper echelon in the NBA, and we can throughout their career, pick one year that they had a bad year. Well, and we could do that. We well, could go down the line. Go ahead, Perk. Uh, go ahead, because well, I ain't well, even on first take, well, but I, I feel like well, it. One I, I knew, one, I knew I knew he was going to come up here with that flex about as a coach being yeah. a champion. <laughs> Championship coach. I should have wore my I ring, that. but I, no, 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 uh, it was cool. too hot no, and no, it was no, too heavy. No, 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 it's cool. It's, it's cool. And listen. I'm not here, I'm not here again to downplay or degrade Russ. I love Russ. I think he's a top 25 greatest player of all time in my eyes. I think, you know, when you think about at the point guard position for us all-time greats, I mean, I don't know how he's not in the top 10 conversation, right? But I will say this. Russ proved to me this year that he can't play 
alongside other superstars and win basketball games and compete for a title. Because one, you have to be more efficient. Now I'm gonna go back all the way into my Oklahoma City Thunder days, right? I watched Russell Westbrook, and the one thing I know about Russell Westbrook is that he never worked on his game in the summertime like he should have because he relied a lot on his athleticism. And so as you get older, what ended up happening? Your athleticism starts to decline. And so when you started to see those shots fall short, it's because he's not getting the same look. Okay, so when I start to see him not be able to handle the ball like he's supposed to because Russ don't work on his ball handling. And so the athleticism, usually when he could just blow by people, now when it comes down to him actually having to be skilled, it's not going to work. And I'm not saying, listen, I think Russ right now at this stage of his career only could be the best version of Russ on a non-contender type ball club. I disagree. Why? Because he is working on his game, and he understands that this past year was a bad year. Everybody knows it. Everybody's talked about it. I mean, they've, we, they've criticized him all year long. So as the competitor and the elite player that he is, he's working on his game as we speak to be better next year. And I believe with Darvin Ham coming in and having a plan from day one on how they're going to play, and then he takes them through that from the beginning of training camp throughout the season, he's going to be better. Now, if a trade happens and, you know, he has to leave, then that happens. Are you, hint, are you hinting at something, or are you just putting that You just I'm just saying. I mean, it, the NBA is a business, right? And the speculation is it'll be Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving, okay? And we know the fit Kyrie Irving has with LeBron James from well, a, the years in Cleveland. It's a hell of a fit. It's a hell matter, of a fit. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you some facts to back it up. Alongside LeBron James, Kyrie has played his most consistent elite basketball in the last however many years. Mm -hmm. On top of that, his playoff record with LeBron James is 39 and 13, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So don't come with the assumptions or everybody's assuming because you know, is it any traction? Because we don't assume on Swag doing hurt. No, I we, I'm, no, I'm we don't not doing no assuming. Okay. I said the name, Kyrie Irving. Okay. Everybody knows that. I know that, but I'm trying to ask you, hey, man, fix your body language. It's oh, good. Man, I, hey, I you done know got, what? Him, hey, I done this, got this. him so mad. He pissed off. No, I'm not. Cool. I, no, I'm not pissed off. No. I want to say this before we get continue to go on. I'm so happy to be on Swag and Perk. <laughs> the hey. first ever guest on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I feel hey. like, a, you know. Hey, but look, we was, we was talking backstage, right? We know, we know you and Braun real close. Right. And, and I know it's a lot of GOAT conversation go on yeah. about him and MJ. Yeah. And me and Swagoo take up for him the most. Right. Here's the problem that I have with Braun. Mm -hmm. When I look at people that's in the Jordan family. Yeah, man. I, I Speak watch, on it. I watch every month 
them get the family care package delivered. Unboxing. The shoes, the clothes, everything get delivered. Yeah. I need you to do your part because me and Swagoo, we don't want a bottle of Lobos. We appreciate that. We don't want that. We want the same type of treatment that you're getting when those shoes come to your front door because when we sitting up here taking this heat on TV and some of these battles I be losing, when they start bringing up facts about Michael Jordan and I can't counter it, and then the bias in me start coming out and I start saying, well, he been doing this since he was 16. And then I don't get my package at the front I'm door. To, I'm about to start rocking with Anthony Edwards if he don't hurry up and do something. <laughs> Straight up. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. No, Everybody but, be doing these unboxings, DJ. And they be getting Jordans. My cousin, Steven Jackson, he be, every, every time he get a package, he uh, texts me. Look what MJ gave me. What your goat sent to your house. <laughs> so I, I'm going to need you to make that happen. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. Fresh pair of 19 lows. Yeah, I see him. I see him. Yeah. I, I want to do, I, I still want to ask you this because we kind of skirted around that. Kyrie to LA. You know Bron. You know what the conversation is about how he can pull strings, make things happen in the background. He thinks and acts and moves like an executive. We know his plan is to own a team. How much is he pushing or not pushing? to get Kyrie to LA. He's not pushing at all. And and what's... No, what's, hold on, real quick. He's not no, pushing no, no, at no, all. No, 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 I'm not even about to argue with you, but here's the thing, right? Because I, I always say this, and people think that I'm lying, but I'm, I'm serious when I say this, and I want you to stamp this. People always think that LeBron is being the GM of the team when he actually really don't like that role at all. So when you dive into he's not pushing the Kyrie, actually dive into the backstages of it, how he actually wants to stay away from that. Well, he, the part that pisses me off the most, being a good friend with him, played with him, coached him, uh, been together 20 years, is that the anonymous sources saying things that he's not doing. And it makes him look bad because Again, you have a Russell Westbrook on the team. You have a THT on the team that is being thrown around in all these trades, and they're saying LeBron is doing it. He's not doing it. One thing that he wants to do, he wants to win at the highest level. Yep. Okay? And the management, Rob Palenka, he has a job to do. As a GM, you have to go out and make sure your team is suitable to win an NBA championship, especially in L.A. with the Lakers. They can't have another year like last year, okay? But LeBron is not out here calling uh, Rob, telling him, hey, you got to get Kyrie, hurry up, and all this stuff. He's not doing that. All what right, so, so let, me, let me draw a line straight down the middle of this from me, you, and Perk, and I'ma just be with the audience on this. Why? Why? Why wouldn't he say that? If he, we know LeBron, to, he wants to win championships. He, he's moved around in his career. Yeah. Him and Kyrie have already had success, which y'all alluded to. Why wouldn't he call Rob Palenka and say, you need to make this Kyrie trade happen? Well, that's not his position. He did it for Russ. He what? He did it for Russ. You're speculating again. 
as speculation. D. Joe, yo, come on, man. No, I'm, I'm being on, honest. Not, like, stop. Come looking. on, man. If no, LeBron go honest. to the front office and say, I want Kyrie Irving, that ain't going to move the needle in L.A.? That, he's not going to do that. He's never done that. And he's not going to do it now. He hasn't done it. All the guys that are out there talking about he's driving the, the bus to make the trade happen, you know what he's doing? What we've been doing the last two weeks in the gym working, getting ready for it, year 20. Nobody I respect ever, that. Nobody, year 20. Nobody, I respect nobody that. ever questioned that, D. Jones. But here's one thing that I do know again, that it's not speculations. We all know that Russell Westbrook wants out of L.A. And, and listen, I'm telling you this. Okay. And, right, and rightfully so, because if I feel like I'm somewhere I'm not wanted. Yeah. And... What he went through last year and what he went through with his family and being at home. See, I think that was the thing that hit home with Russ the most was that he didn't understand the pressure of not only playing for one of the most historical franchises in, in, in sports history, but actually going home back to L.A. and how much pressure it is to play back home. And, not, and not playing well. And not play well. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and the pressure to play alongside LeBron James. Because you have to have a different type of mentality. You have to have a different type of mindset to do that. So what I'm saying is, if you're a coach, Swagoo, if you're a coach. And, I've been a coach. Oh, no, I Go know. ahead. Man, we know. I know for the that. I'm, asking, I'm we know. Okay, well, if you're the coach of the Lakers. Yes. If you're Darvin Ham. Yep. And a, a Kyrie trade or nothing happens, and you got to go in the training camp with Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. How are you going to fix the problem? Because it's going to be tension walking up in there. Fix the problem, coach. Well, first of all, everybody has to get in a room. Them three or the Darvin Ham, okay. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and Rob Palenka. They have to get in a room, and they have to be honest with one another. And I think the only problem that I have with Russ in the way that he played last year, he didn't take personal accountability for the way that he played. Yeah. Okay, that's the only knock that I have about what happened with the Lakers and Russell Westbrook last year. But going forward, this is how we're going to do this. And if you guys are all on board, then we could go out and do something special. If anybody in that room is not on the same page, you know what happens next. Perk, Swagoo, we start making phone calls, okay? Peace. But I believe that if a trade doesn't happen for Russell Westbrook and he's with the Los Angeles Lakers next year, that team is gonna be in the tops of the Western Conference. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll see what happened with the Lakers and LeBron. I want to go to what's happening right now in Brooklyn. Because Brooklyn is a mess. Very much so. I, Brooklyn like the housewives right now. <laughs> KD said he wanted to leave. Kyrie signed his, his, his um, one year. He opted come in. Back. He opted in. KD, does KD really want to leave? Or is KD saying that to try to protect this boy Kyrie? and get Brooklyn to move on something? Or if K, see, this is the problem that I'm having. KD has said he is looking to get out of Brooklyn, right? And we know Brooklyn gonna wanna, wanna, wanna package of everything from, from all these teams. But it's KD, right? Like, it's KD. If, if Brooklyn was going to feel calls and listen to trade possibilities with KD, he knew, they had to know every team in the NBA was going to ask for everything they got. Yes. Right? They knew Brooklyn would ask for the whole damn team and some draft picks. Right. Why is KD not on another team yet? I done heard people, I don't agree with it. I love KD as a basketball player. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's one of the top, if not top five, top ten players all time. Mm -hmm. Right? With, with what he's been able to do. Why he ain't on another team? He... He is considered the best player in the NBA, mm -hmm. all right? And Brooklyn had to know that the trade package was going to be big. Is the league kind of waning on Kevin Durant and saying, this dude ain't going to lead us to a championship? Because that's what I'm feeling. Well, I think for the teams that he put on his wish list, so he wanted to go to Phoenix. Brooklyn asked for Devin Booker. Devin Booker is 24 years old. Kevin Durant is 34. So in Phoenix's eyes, we have a lot of time to win a championship with Devin Booker. With Kevin Durant, we maybe have three years, four years max, 38 years old. So I think that's why, you know, it's hard for Kevin Durant to be moved at this point because Brooklyn is asking for the best player on those teams, and those teams are not willing to give those best players up. But man, go ahead. Man, man, That's Joe, my problem. D. Joe's pissing me off so he bad right now. He's making me so now, mad. Just, like real talk, I'm keeping bro, it we, real. Nah, man, we don't. What the hell you thought we don't do that? What we, you thought Brooklyn was we, gonna ask? We don't for. do that on Swaggo and Perk. Here's the thing, man. Listen, KD asked for a trade, right? So now. I'm starting to ask, why did KD ask for a trade? Kyrie Irving opted in to his $36 million. So I had to catch myself because when he asked for a trade, I reacted. I'm like, oh, he tired of Kyrie. Man, he ready to get away from Kyrie. And then him and Kyrie in the gym together. And then all of a sudden, KD is still not traded to this day. And we're talking about arguably the best player in basketball. So then I asked myself, I said, why is KD not traded? Right? I mean, why did he ask for a trade? Okay, he asked for a trade, in my opinion, 
to give Kyrie leverage so that he could go ahead and get Kyrie the four-year extension. So in my opinion, I'm looking at, I say, smart move by K KD. He flexing his power. He go hold the, uh, the uh, Josiah and Sean Marks in the front office accountable to committing to Kyrie Irving. Because we know how much we may disagree with Kyrie Irving. The one person in this world that got his back besides his family is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant go jump in the war about Kyrie before anybody else. So say, so I'm looking at it, I'm saying, I don't believe KD even wanna be out. I don't think KD really wanna be traded. And you know what, if I'm KD, do I really wanna be traded? No, because just think about this. If you come back, you got Ben Simmons, and I know the last sighting that we seen of Ben Simmons, he kinda looked like me in the Cleveland days, I get that. But it's okay though, because we know what his capabilities are when he's playing at his elite level, and he don't have to do much. So now I'm looking at, okay, you get Ben Simmons, you get Kyrie, you get KD back, you got Kyrie full-time because they don't have that dumb, that dumbass met, uh, vaccination rule that they had. So all right, cool, you bring this back, everything gonna fall in place because now what it's showing me as well is that maybe KD is not that valuable no more. That's the question because, I'm asking. Because, let me, wow. let me hold, hold, no, it's not a wow. Because let me explain, wild. let me explain why. No NBA team out there is willing to give up a lot for Kevin Durant. If Giannis Antetokounmpo asked to be traded, he would have been traded in 48 hours. LeBron James at the age of 37, he would have been traded within 48 hours. That's how many teams would have been willing to open up and give whatever they wanted to get Kevin Durant on their team. So now KD got a decision to make. So Coach D. Jones, um, why is KD not traded? Brooklyn's asking for too much. If I'm the GM, if I'm the GM on those teams, I'm not giving away my best player in five first round they draft just, picks. Did you see, time out. I mess up people's name all the time. Rudy but, Gobert. Rudy Gobert, that's what I call Bear, Listen, not Bird. Did you, did you see what Minnesota, did you see what Minnesota, uh, Minnesota gave up for Rudy? They gave okay, I get the, the, the role players, right? Beasley and Patrick Beverly, and I think they gave up the kid from uh, Houston, uh, Vanderbilt, right? But they gave up four first round picks for Rudy. Yeah. They didn't hesitate. We're talking about Rudy. We're talking about a guy who got exposed in the playoffs two years in a row and couldn't even be on the floor. So you mean to tell me that people are not willing to empty it out for Kevin Durant? I'm gonna say this to you, right? I'm gonna put my GM president owner hat on. Okay. Okay. And me being the Brooklyn Nets, I have to win next year. So I'm asking for everything in the kitchen sink why? from the team. I was about to, why? Why? What do you mean? Why if do you have to win next year? If you first of all, you year? already been under the pressure to win and you ain't done it in two years. You have to understand the business of basketball. You guys, you guys know that. 
They have to win next year. The season that they had this year, and they were paying the luxury tax. The luxury tax means something, Swaggoo, in the game of basketball. I understand no, no, that. Joe Sow is one of the richest people in the world. But, but beyond the luxury tax, I get all of that. I get, we, you know we talk about that all the time, contracts and all of that, right? D, moves are made for, quote, unquote, the best player in the NBA, bro. It like is. We, we, we could talk about KD in the context of business, like we could talk about all of these other guys. But like Perk just said, if Giannis said tomorrow, I want to get out of where I'm at in Milwaukee, and a team said, okay, well, you got to give us this. If Milwaukee said, you got to give us this guy, this guy, and this guy, they would be in Milwaukee. They would, for the simple <laughs> fact that Giannis is, what, 28 years old. Kevin Durant is 34 years old, but two we, years away from coming back from but a every, Achilles But everybody injury. that we talk to about Kevin Durant, he's one of the top three players in the NBA. They never say how old he is. They only say that Kevin Durant is, some people have ventured to say, he's the best basketball player in the NBA. And you telling me a luxury tax? Going to stop them from moving the best basketball. Again, I get it. Luxury tax, organizations, franchises. I personally think that we don't, we look at Kevin Durant a lot differently than other people in the NBA look at him. That's and it don't point. have nothing to do with basketball. Because to point. your point, if you make the trade for KD, you making a trade to win the championship in the next two or three years. Of course. But you, but you also have, y'all know me, you also have a sample right now that it ain't going to happen because of what went down in Brooklyn. They going to ask about, it's fair. Yeah. It's fair. They going to ask, is Kevin Durant a leader? Can he lead a team to a championship? Mm -hmm. That's fair to ask because mm -hmm. we asked that about every other superstar. Right. Perk was on there talking about, Steph go ascend to the Mount Rushmore. He was crazy as hell for saying that, but that's my brother. Yeah. And and but but why, Steph, why was I crazy? Because he ain't gonna be on the no, Mount Rushmore. No, but no, listen. Let's huh, not no, do this again. Nah, but no, no, because people say, oh, Perk crazy. He just shot this takeout and, and But this ain't just people. No, this no, me. No, I, and I was telling no, you no, that no, you was crazy. No, for no saying but that. I don't understand. I don't understand because me personally, I'm sitting up here saying. I'm looking at a 6'2", light-skinned brother with green eyes. You know us dark-skinned you know dark brothers always had something against the light-skinned brothers. Yeah. Because yeah. we yeah. wanted to be light-skinned. Y'all out of style. But then, but then, like, I didn't. But then I like, like Wesley Snipes and Michael Jordan made us in my white phone, it's listen, like, no. In my white phone, it say hot chocolate. <laughs> I didn't want hey, it to be listen, hot. Why am I crazy? And it's off topic again. Why am I crazy for thinking that a 6'2 guy that doesn't play above the rim who changed the game of basketball forever? He did that. So when you say forever, that means he's a generational talent, mm -hmm. okay? Changed the game forever. I can't walk into a high school, middle school, grade school gym without kids pulling up for the three. You actually got to beg them to go in and shoot layups. You actually got to beg them to cut to the basket. 
And the damn show wasn't because of nobody that played in the 80s. It was because of Steph Curry. Okay, and, it, and then I say this to you, and I'm done. I always say it ain't, and I stole this from my father-in-law, to be honest. It ain't what you do, it's how you do it. And I'm looking at how he did things, how he made Golden State relevant, how he changed the culture. And I'm asking, how is he not top five or on Mount Rushmore? Okay. Because if you're starting the team today, you taking Magic or you taking Steph? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He put Swaggoo. Uh-oh. I'm listening, Swaggoo. You asking me? Yeah. He I'm asking taking you. Magic. Oh, my God. What? I'm taking... How, how many people bro, out there are magic. taking Magic Johnson? Let me see you raise your hand. Man, that's all the senior Magic citizens. Johnson play. <laughs> that's all the senior citizens. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, you know the senior Magic plays center in yeah. a championship in series, bro. Magic Johnson plays center in a championship series. I get all that. He was six all right. nine. Y'all right. acting like he was six two. So, so let's not knock, center. But let's he not was knock six, him. Nine. It wasn't a hard adjustment. Let's not knock him because he I'm was not, six nine. I'm not knocking. All right. So let me ask you a question. But he really right. didn't if play we, center. If, if we if we starting a team, all right? Are you taking LeBron or Steph if you starting a team? You asking me? I'm asking. Am I'm I asking both of y'all. Am I taking LeBron or Steph? You taking Bron or Steph I'm, if I'm you're starting LeBron. the team? I'm taking LeBron. You taking Michael Jordan or Steph to start the team? I'm taking Jordan. I'm taking Jordan. You taking Jordan? Yeah. All right? It's two most spots. Are you going to take Kobe or are you going to take Steph? See? See, here's see, the you, problem. See, you're no, not right. No. You're not right no, for that. No. No. He's not no, right. No, no, no. No, no. Because let me, let me tell you why I don't, I don't like the comparison and I don't like to... Judge Cole, right? Because let me tell you how things work. Serious, real talk. Real talk. Can I have a moment with you? I'm, I'm, I, I'm just saying, I want to have a moment you did, with you. You got me. I want to have a moment I'm mad. with you. So I'm mad now. This, this is why I don't. This is, this is why I don't like bringing Cole into situations, right? Because a lot of people didn't respect Cole and what he done for the game until after he passed away, okay? Because, casuals, because, casuals no, did. No, this, this is true, because I can remember they had rankings that came out, all-time great rankings, and when Cole was alive, he was ranked like number 16, all right? Cole passed away, God rest his soul, right? Great guy, great human being, love him to death. We miss you, Mamba, Mamba mentality. Yes, sir, yes, sir. He passed away. And all of a sudden, he creeped into the top 10. So people start having a different appreciation with him. But I'm going to tell you, hold on, Swaggoo, because I don't, like to, I don't like to dive into, because you know I like to go into certain type of facts. Yeah. Like, you know, and then if I say something like, you know, man. Well, well yeah, efficiency, how many shots he took, I get yeah, it. Yeah, he has the most missed field goals in NBA history. Okay, but let me. So, let no, but efficiency matters to me. But I don't want to go there with Cole, so I'm begging you, can you please ask another name? Can you please ask another comparison? Well, we, talk, we, we talked about Magic already. I, I picked Steph over Magic. We, like, I'm, I'm just not sold on, like, you, I mean, Magic this did This man that pissed me off, man. This man that pissed me off, man. Hey, Swaggoo. What? Nephew full that yak. Yeah, you, yeah. Bro. Here, here's, okay, so it's fair. I'm glad y'all here. I'm glad y'all here today, cause this what be this what be going on on TV, and we be running out of time. That, <laughs> I'm glad y'all here. 
here is my, in order for you to be in the, con my prerequisite for you to be in the conversation for the greatest basketball player ever, or to be on the Mount Rushmore basketball, you have to impact the game on both ends of the floor, bro. Like we all get locked in on this offensive ability. You gotta impact the other end of the floor. What are, what are one of the most famous things we gonna talk about from LeBron career? The block on Iguodala. Yeah. What are the most, one of the most famous things we gonna talk about in MJ career? All defensive first team. Years and years and years. Kobe. I don't, I don't see, look, when they show When MJ, did Magic play defense? <laughs> Thank you. But who? I, I, I don't D. know. Jones. <laughs> Magic Johnson was a 6'9 point guard See, you still that could score the basketball six. and could defend if he wanted to. No, I, I, I haven't seen that. You got to show me that tape. <laughs> Somebody find that I tape. Love. This is what I love. This is what I love. But look, we all off topic because here's the, here's, here, here's the thing that I wanted to dive into. We talk about the trades. We talk about Kevin Durant. We talk about Kyrie Irving. But Adam Silver come out. And Adam Silver, in my opinion, is the best commissioner in sports. Oh, yeah, that's probably get real. He, by far. He is a player's commissioner. When you call him, he go pick up. When you see him, he go tell you how much he loves you and appreciates you. If he lying, he got a good way of covering it up. <laughs> All right? But he's the best commissioner in sports. And I've never seen where the Players Association and the NBA have come together and resolved problems so quickly like they have done under Adam Silver. But when Adam Silver spoke out the other day and he came out of nowhere and he said, hey, I got a problem, basically, with Kevin Durant requesting a trade that is not good for the NBA. Before I give my opinion, Swaggoo, I want to know how you feel about it and what you feel about, you know, the NBA players so-called controlling their own destiny. Yeah. And then I want to hear the same thing from you, DJ. It's about to go down. Man, you didn't talk about that. Bro, them owners in the NBA, they for the, listen, you signed a deal. First of all, we just saw the Joker sign a deal for $50 million a year, all right? 50.2 to be exact. Yeah. And they complaining about playing 82 games. And but, if but Nicole, if Jokic come out next year and say, I want to be traded, his organization right now ain't got no choice. They gonna have to try to figure out how to move him. Just like we looking at in Brooklyn. On the NFL side, we've dealt with this, bro. One thing that has worked in the NBA for the last few years that we watch is that players with a certain type of cachet, they can do what they wanna do. They can move, they can get players, they can say, I wanna be out of here. And those teams have to try to, to move them. We saw Ben Simmons say he was hurt, sat down the whole year. Everybody forget about Anthony Davis in New Orleans when he was, I ain't playing. Well, at least he played. I ain't playing. Really. He played. But, he, but, but what I'm saying is he had the power to make that move happen. Right. You don't see that. We used to always talk about that. Only guys in the NFL could do that, Tom Brady. If Tom Brady said, I want to leave, New England would have been like, all right, bro, we got to figure out how to get him out of here. You got to have that type of cachet. And I think what Adam Silver is getting scared of now is now that all of these max contracts are taking place, we just saw Jai get 231. We just saw all of these young cats get 231. And the minute you get disgruntled, we got to figure out how to move you. 
and it's about ownership. We all talk about this, man, and we love these players, and we have these conversations about these guys all the time and how much power they truly have until the collective bargaining agreement is up. Yeah. That's when you fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. And from the owner standpoint, it's time for them to fix what's been happening with the star players in the NBA. I am nervous for the NBA guys. I'm scared that the league about to have a lockout. Oh, it's low. I'm afraid of it. It's low. That's, that's my opinion. I, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say a lockout, but the play. me today, man. What? You was part of a lockout. You know what? You know the tension of the buildup. Yeah, the but but one thing when I played, which wasn't that long ago, but we didn't generate the type of money that's being generated now. We saw the numbers come out that this year the NBA generated eight point three billion dollars. Okay. And for everyone that don't know, the players and the owners split that money 50-50. Now, I'm scared because what's going to happen is the guys that's coming behind these star players now, it's not going to be easy to get your money. Because now the owners are looking at you, they're looking at your character, yeah, you the best player on my team, but can I trust you? with five years, 250 million. Two, three years from now, it's probably gonna be 400 million. Can I trust you with that? And if something happens, you're not gonna ask for out. So I don't see a lockout coming, but I see a long, tedious process between the owners and the players to get this situation rectified. Man, you up Go ahead, Perk. You, you so Man, this dude. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm a listen. You they know what? They gonna have a meeting. I, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you a pass today. For what? Because I'm. I'm gonna give you a pass because I know as a as a coach, you gotta kind of be. You know, what I'm saying in between. But I'm I, not being in between. But, I'm but, telling the truth. No, but that's just what no, it is. So you're telling me you're. It's always the but ones it, that can it, cross so, their legs like so, this. So, so here's the thing. Be these right? kind right here. Here's the thing that I have a problem with when it comes down to the collective bargaining agreement, right? And you talk about how much money that the NBA uh, made this year, 8.2 billion, that's what you said? Yes, generally. Okay. okay, they made that much money. But why did they make that much money? It had to be a foundation and it had to be a starting point, right? And so when I look at players, and I look at how they're acting today once they get paid. It is disrespectful to the other guys that paved the way for guys today to be getting paid $47 million in one year. That's so when I look at Magic Johnson, when I look at Larry Bird, when I look at Jordan, these guys were getting paid two to one million dollars a year. Okay, they made it cool for Kobe, KG and all those guys to start getting paid 20 to 25 million dollars a year. You know what Kobe, KG, Tim Duncan did? They helped upheld their obligation to make it and, and, and played 82 games and strapped up their shoes every night to make it okay for guys today to get paid 40 to 60 million dollars a year. And the thing that bothers me the most because we have so many kids in here today, is that now all of a sudden, 
you're hurting the second generation. And this is not about a race thing. This is not about anything else but the truth, okay? The NBA is made up of what? 85% African-Americans. Right. Okay, cool. So, you know when the African-American gets to tripping or getting to flexing their power too much, what's been always said in the household? You shouldn't have never, never. gave him money. Right? Because he don't know how to act. Everybody didn't heard that line, that's, so that's real. I'm not that's, sitting up here lying about yeah. nothing. And so when I see it, I'm like, well, damn. Y'all gonna just mess it up for the whole other generation? And so when I look around the league, now I go and I look into the foreigners. And I'm wondering how we done went global and we done went international. And now these international players are coming in and basically taking over our league. Because if I'm a general manager, guess what? I'm drafting the international player because I know one thing, I didn't, it didn't show me a guy like Jokic, who's the back-to-back -back MVP, he gonna come to work every night and he not gonna complain and he not gonna cause no distraction. A guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo is gonna come to work every night, he gonna give me 30 and 12 no matter who he's on the floor with. A guy like Luka Doncic is gonna hoop all year long yeah. without giving me a problem. Yeah. Joel Embiid, is go hoop all year long through on injury a, on the torn injury. on a partially torn meniscus. So when I look at those four players in particular, who by the way, four of the top seven players in the NBA, I'm like, well, damn. So y'all just go mess it up for the second for the next generation. That's it's, real. That's, that's real. That's that's real. So then then the other point I go to, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so. We get into this CBA, I'm looking at Ben Simmons, and I'm watching him hold out, I'm watching him, and I'm not saying, I'm not even saying he wasn't going through mental health, because mental health is a serious thing. Very right? serious. Mental health is serious. I'm not, like if, like, I'm glad that now it's okay to make it public for people to go get help or go seek counseling, because we all know growing up, if you was, so if you were saying, you, hey, man, I'm going to see a counselor, people were looking at you sideways. Looking at you sideways, yeah. So, right, so I'm okay with that. All I'm saying is I'm looking at it now, and I believe it's going to be a lockout. And it started last year. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons set out what Philly did. Philly said, man, we ain't giving you your money. And guess what happened, D. Jones? All the owners around the league, Start gassing the ownership group of the Philadelphia 76ers, and that's why they start making the stands. So now you got KD asking for a trade. Now you see Adam Silver being outspoken. It's going to be a lockout. No, nah, not according to D. Jones. It's going to be a guy's getting in the room, <laughs> and as long as they're on the same page, the league is going to stay open. That, that's listen, how it goes. Uh, listen, let me, let me, let me make But it's preemptive, bro. Like, you got to acknowledge that it is heading down a scary path. It is, and there is a problem with guys in load management, guys having uh, scripted days off after, guys that can't play back-to-backs. Listen, it's a major problem, and Perk knows this better than anybody. When teams stop signing veteran players, the guys that were around 10, 12 years to police the locker room, that's when went crazy, yep. okay? But I'm gonna say this to the crowd. If you're <laughs> an owner of a franchise 
and you're making $8 billion as a business, and you're splitting it with your workers 50-50. So you're getting $4.5 billion. And they told you, if you didn't play basketball, owners, you would get $0. Are you going to lock out? But see, that's that's you being slick again. Yeah, no, that's know, business. No, 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 that's no, because, business. No, no, because, no, because, I was no. a part of a league during a lockout where the owners made sixteen billion. I've been there. When, when we when we had a lockout in the NFL, the owners previously that year it was a sixteen billion dollar revenue share, and you know what they did? They went out and secured TV contracts that was going to pay them regardless of if we played or not. Because our network, Fox, all of these networks, they are still going to pay the NBA, whether they play basketball or not, until they get that issue resolved. Because it ain't going away forever. These owners have been to Perch Point since last year, bro. You can't tell me. If I pay you $250 million and you wake up Monday morning three weeks after I done gave you the money and said, I don't want to play for this team no more, that the owners are going to be like, okay, cool, let's keep trading them and keep making these guys happy. These businessmen, bro, I they've understand. already put in work that they're going to prepare for this lockout to happen. I understand, but, but the difference between the NFL and the NBA is that I believe that the players – or more jointed together than the NFL. Pay scales, pay scale is a is a lot closer. Right. I got you. So so from that standpoint, why am I going to it, the owners are gonna ask for some concessions. No doubt about it. And I'm okay for whatever they ask for about loads management, guys asking for trades after they sign max deals. I'm all for that. But I'm not stopping the business of basketball just for those little things. I'm not okay. doing that. Well, we get to this point where we open for questions because, listen, and look, feel free to ask any damn thing. And I, and I mean ask it all. Ask about what happens behind the network. Ask what we got to say. Ask what goes on. I want to hear. I want to hear because I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to ask the first question because there's something we didn't get to. Just want to do it quick. And then everyone can fill in line here. We have a limited amount of time, but my question's for Damon. I'm Dan. <laughs> Damon, what was it like to coach Perk? Well, uh, we, we all know Perk was, uh, when he came to our team, we, we, we needed an enforcer. And uh, it was good coaching Perk, but it was hard because he was the first one in the gym, and he was the last one to leave. And as a coach, you have to stay until the last player is gone. So that pissed me off that I had to wait four hours after practice over because he's lifting weights, he's shooting his jump hook, he's doing all his things on the basketball court. But it, it was good to have him, and uh, you know, we went to the finals, and we didn't win. We're not saying it was his fault, but we didn't win. All but, the but it could have been my fault. You did win once he left. I should note, again, <laughs> we have two Yeti coolers to give out for Swagoo's favorite question and Perk's favorite question. Yeah. So you guys got to bring it. All right, all right. What's going on, fellas? What's happening? 
first of all, thank y'all for coming to H Town on 713. Yes, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 713. 832. And, and, and having y'all family reunion, they call me Shut Up Chase, aka SUC. So, two quick questions, one for each of you. Perk, you didn't get to finish the thought today on Adam Silver talking about uh, possibly getting rid of the age minimum in the NBA. I wanted to know what that thought was that you had getting on Getting rid of the what now? Getting rid of the age minimum for guys coming in the NBA. Oh, the, the age minimum. You didn't get to say it. And then for Swagoo, since they got the super conferences building in NCAA football, you coming from the biggest one, what do you, don't you think it's time, or do you think it's time that they get an actual playoff system in college mm. since we ain't got to worry about this travel stuff no more? No doubt. We appreciate y'all. No, right. So, so... When I think of this is why I say it's Adam Silver, you prepared as hell. <laughs> you said what? He prepared. <laughs> hey, he left that damn mic smoking. Bro. Go ahead, bro. Uh, so, so when I think about the age limit, this is why Adam Silver is the best commissioner in sports, bro. Look, I was drafted out of high school. All right, I, I came in, and the best thing that happened for me is that I didn't play my first season. And I got a chance to actually practice every day. I got a chance to be around NBA settings, the NBA environment, knowing how to change my diet. And people was like, oh yeah, he need two years of college, or they need two years of college. Man, that's BS. The only thing that gets you ready for the NBA is being in the yeah. NBA. Because I'm gonna tell you this, once I started to become a veteran, right, and I started to have rookies come up. Matter of fact, I got one of my rookies out here. In the, oh, yeah, Orion Green. He was we're one old, of my rookies. OGA, so man. as he start, as they start coming in, you know, I'm watching these rookies that's coming in that have been to college for three years, been to college for four years. And so, you know, in training camp, you go in there practice, and it's, it's the little things, right, that matters. Like... If you're a guard, like how not to get screened, how to get small and get up on somebody's hip and get up over the screen and get your leg around it to help your big out. So I'm watching us go through these drills and these rookies can't pick it up. And these are rookies that went three, four years of college. So I'm like, well, damn, what you been learning? Mm -hmm. So what I figured out is after I start seeing the pattern every single year, we had to go through the same thing and teach these rookies the little things of the NBA, and it made me realize that ain't nothing get you ready for the NBA but being in the NBA. You can start any, look, it's no age limit on starting no other job in America if you're ready for it. Why is there an age limit on starting the, uh, basketball? Yeah. Yes, it's a, yes, it's entertainment to us, but it's, all, it's a job to the actual basketball yeah. player. No doubt. That's a great point. Well, we catching up. Luca was playing at 15 overseas, so he came in the league blast. To your question about the realignment in college, thank God, bro, I've been preaching this for years. It's a business. Like, we, we've, we've tried to tell college athletes that we are going to separate what you bring to this university and you just get this. One of my biggest gripes, because I worked for the SEC Network before I started doing the major shows, was the name, image, and likeness. I own that. I was, my birthright is to be able to benefit off my name, 
my image, and my likeness based on what talent I provide or what service I provide. Any other kid in college, if they were, like today, you a famous TikToker, you could make $50 million while you're in college. Why, why would that be a problem for a college football player? Because he on the college football team. I should be able to do the same thing. What happens now is now you are starting to see colleges have to listen to college athletes. Before it was a dictatorship. We all know that. We could skirt around it and we could act like it was some kind of partnership going on. First of all, scholarships were one-year renewals. Everybody think when you sign in college, that's four years. It's a one-year renewal. Nick Saban could have came to my dorm and said, we're we not, we not going to renew your scholarship this year. You got to find somewhere else to go. But I couldn't do that. I couldn't say, I got a family issue, I need to go back home and transfer it. Well, a coach could not only stop you from going to a particular school, you also had to sit out a year before your eligibility kicked in again. So now what you're seeing with realignment more than anything and why I'm excited about it, I know a lot of people are scared about the college landscape. But trust me, y'all, we just in a generation now where we see an evolution of college sports. It will work itself out. There are some things that's wrong with the system because they knew, and it's, it's something that we've never seen before. But now colleges have to pay attention to college athletes, and that's the best place to be in 2022. My name is uh, Kendrick as well. I got a question for you guys. Um, in, the prime, in their primes, you two guys, DJ Swaggle, who do you got, Draymond Green or Kendrick Perkins? You know, you, you know who I'm rocking with. I'm rocking with the big fella. Let, let, let me explain. Let me let me take this question on. I like that. Let me, no, I know what no, you're doing, oh and I like God. it. Let me take I this like question. It. No disrespect to Draymond Green. I have no problem with Draymond Green. Truth. I actually think, and I've been on record saying that Draymond Green is the heart and soul of the team, right? But Draymond Green had to go through how many years of college? Four. 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 Three or four. I went straight to the University of Cash, and let me explain something to you. It's only, it's only a select, it's only a select few of people. You know what I'm saying? Me, Cole, KG, T-Mac. You know what I'm saying? Steve, Steven Jackson. You know what I'm saying? You don't just go straight to the NBA. Lex, you know what I'm saying? Them. When you're talking about being skilled, I ain't here to boast or brag, but I'm a bit on myself. Well, on let now. me boast or brag. He went to the NBA out of high school. Draymond needed four years. Here's what I'll say. Because believe it or not, Draymond was hella disrespectful and we addressed that. I know y'all listen to the podcast, but beyond that, it's also about where you land. And Draymond landed in a great situation that accentuates what he does as a basketball player, right? When Perk played in the NBA, and I look, I don't knock these young guys now in the league. They, they in their own right, they are great. And they, they, they do things that are phenomenal for their time. When Perk went to the NBA, the NBA was about big men. Like it wasn't no, it wasn't this stretch, pass, everybody run, shoot threes. So for a night, uh, 18? Yeah. 18 year old kid to go in that smoke, I, I just, I give a little bit more validity to that than, than I would with Draymond's uh, situation. What's the score? What would be the score? I don't know. We ain't gonna even talk because you look. I'm so far removed from basketball, you don't even think about it. You don't even know. I go, hey, look. Zero, zero. I go, to, I go bring my boys to train, and I actually sit down. 
Well, actually, I got to tell y'all, the man started the conversation that I wanted to bring up about the situation about Draymond Green. I mean, I'm an old schooler. I would never address any other black man with that connotation that that man had said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I really was upset about it, and I felt like he was very disrespectful for not coming out and apologizing directly yeah. towards you. you. You know what, let me say this. I, I don't want his apology, uh, it, and it didn't stop me from going to sleep at night. Well, um, and, and, and here's the problem that you have, right? At the end of the day, we talk about this all the time. We're talking about the game of basketball. And when Draymond Green addressed me with that situation, we talked about this on the podcast, he called me what he called me, okay? He called me that because he said that I was dressing up on TV to do certain things, that basically I was being forced. Well, no, 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 I wasn't being forced to do a damn thing. So when you see the Santa Claus outfit on Christmas, when you see me dressed up in the Alcatraz jailhouse outfit, that was my decision. Because what people don't realize, the E and ESPN stand for entertainment. And when you, set your, when you think outside the box, then you have other deals and endorsement deals. So I'm looking at him like, it's easy for you to say or do certain things because you're actually right now straddling the fence. See, you get to be a player and you get to be an analyst. But once he retired, it's no more than. You can't straddle the fence no more. I've never been in the, on the commercial in my damn life. But I have this year working for ESPN because I expanded my brand. And see, he didn't realize that, that man, it ain't about just coming on here talking basketball. Every time you turn on the TV it's on, on ESPN, it's millions and millions of people watching this daily. They want to see your personality. They want to see what you bring to the table, and that's how you get other deals. I, th I, think, I think for me, man, like, for me personally, it's easy. Like, it's easy to just throw something out there, right? right. Because now I'm going I'm to I'm get real, because he know how much this bothered me. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from South Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Right. All right? This entertainment is different from real life, right? right? And we know how all of that operate, right? Yeah. And it's become easy. We all in this Twitter, Instagram, social media life now. It's easy to fling around these words. Yeah. And you say them and, you then, and then you go back to your daily life. When we was growing up, you had to take ownership of the things that you said. Yeah, like, right. like to a man, right? right? And I think sometimes, man, and, and I told Perk this when I called him that night, when he released his video, I called him that night. I was like, bro, you got to understand, we living in a time now, like when dudes that you from a distance have respect for or you try to build some type of rapport for, they get caught up. Because you in the NBA don't mean you cool. Right. Or because you a rapper <laughs> and millions of people listen to your music don't mean you a real one. Right. Right? Like, and that's a part of what me and Perk have been trying to do with this podcast. When we call y'all cousins and kin folks, we gonna be in the midst of the people. Right. So if you got a problem with me, if you got a problem with Perk, we could talk about that man to man, face to face. We exactly. gonna do more of these. But when Draymond floated that out there, my biggest reaction was, it's easy, bro. You 1,500 miles away. 
you know Perk gonna show up on TV. There's careers on the line based on what the reaction is as well. So a lot of times, man, when y'all see this back and forth going on on TV or somebody say something, just realize it's easy yeah. now to do those type of things because you don't have to really address them. Uh, trigger warning, I'm a Colin Kaepernick fan. And with the stuff that happened with John Gruden, now that Mark Davis has hired a black woman as the president of operations, do you smell some fish? And, and then the fact that they uh, gave Colin a tryout. Do you feel like something in them emails that John Gruden was a part of in, in Washington had anything to do with that? Bro, I, first of all, I love that question, all right? And I don't know if y'all heard it, but the question is, so the, the Las Vegas Raiders hired an African-American woman as the team president. And I brought this up when the Washington football team hired a, a black front office after all of that turmoil went down, right? And I, I had to learn to not, like this business has taught me not to have visceral reactions immediately when I see something happen. But to your point, it's fishy to me until, I wanna see two or three years from now if the Las Vegas Raiders are still promoting her. And if she really getting to make decisions in the building. Because to me, what the Washington football team did, the commanders, and what they did in Las Vegas after those things transpired, it's great PR. Right. Dan Snyder had problems and issues with females. He put his wife in charge. Why you ain't, if your wife was qualified five years ago and you thought she could do the job, why you ain't put her in position then? If, the Las, if this woman been in the Las Vegas Raiders organization and you thought she was legit and qualified for the job, why did it take turmoil and disaster for you to put her in that position. So look, I'm all for women empowerment. I'm all for it. I, the reason why I became an athlete is because of my sister. The way I was introduced to sports was through women's athletics. My sister was a great basketball player. My wife played in the WNBA. My mama played college basketball. So that's how I learned it. I don't look at women as, well, we need to put them in a position because this is the term and this is what we're dealing with. Put them in the position because they qualified. But to your point, I always get leery when you're coming off disaster and you start hiring a lot of black people or you start hiring women or you start hiring people that, that fit the mold of what the world wants it to look like. If it's a white man, if it's a white woman, if it's a black man, if it's a black woman, and they qualified to do the job better than the person that you have in position, they should be put in that position. So we'll see two, three years from now if the Las Vegas Raiders or the Washington football team, the commanders, really made a decision because it was best for their franchise or it was so much heat from the public that they felt like they had to do something to appease public relations. Right. We'll find out. But the question was about Colin, though. Yeah. Do you think that there, do you think that there is something in the works that he's I've, all, I've always said, you ain't got to continue. I've always said teams that give Colin Kaepernick a workout, it's for PR. Colin Kaepernick better than 75% of the backups in the NFL right now. Like, look, it's a hot button topic, right? Me and Perk deal with hot button topics. We live in hot button, right? Colin Kaepernick may not be a starter in the NFL. May not be, all right? But I know when the Buffalo Bills put their backup in and he threw six interceptions in the, in the first half, damn near. Peterman. Colin Kaepernick could have been the backup on that team. Right. Or when, you, when your starter go out and you have no... The Denver Broncos two years ago put a wide receiver at quarterback. Like, it's PR, bro. Yeah. 
I hate, I, it's a dose of reality, but that's what Swaggo and Perk give me. First, I'd like to say, shout out to the Golden Triangle, Port Arthur, Texas, PA. baby. Shout out Dallas Cowboys for life. My dog. <laughs> uh, respect, oh my respect. God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't that's start not, it here. Don't start that in here. My man Dan said we gotta hurry up. up. Shout out to Mr. Jones, respect. But uh, my question is for Swaggo and Perk. Um, I'm sure as players, you know, you had a certain uh, mentality or perspective of what the media was. Like you'll say, man, Stephen, they don't know what he's talking about or whatever. But now that you ventured into that space. I'm glad you asked it. Yeah, now that you ventured I'm, into that space of where now you are the person who has to criticize players and, and has to do these difficult takes. Yep. How has your perspective changed from when you were a player to being a media personality? Let, uh, grab that cooler. Uh, yeah, grab that. That's a great yeah, question, hey, bro. Because I've been, I've been waiting on that because you would, you would be surprised how much, when I'm out and about, when people are asking me or saying, man, I'm so glad you got a hold of Stephen A. Smith. Or I'm so glad that, or how is Stephen A. Smith in real life? You know what I'm saying? Or how's that? You know what I tell them? He's a smart ass individual. Because what people don't realize is this. Take First Take, for example. First Take is a debate show. Okay? First take is when you go on there and you want to drive controversy. Swagoo know this. Well, we just had a disagreement. This wasn't planned. But when you go on there, they want to know what you will disagree about and that's what you're going to go talk about. And what a lot of people don't realize out there in the world is that any reaction or any type of viewership, whether you watching First Take or Stephen A or myself or Swagoo or whoever, whether you watching us because you don't like us or whether you watching us because you liking us, we like to say thank you. Because that's the side of the game that I learned. And I said this earlier today, as a role player, right? As a role player, Swagoo was a role player. D. Jones was a role player because D. Jones, before he got into coaching and after, he actually worked in the, in the media space. And the people who go in there, man, and you're not being straight up, and you're being biased, you don't last long. Yeah. You don't last long at all. So when you see certain things happening and you see the debates going and you saying, oh man, he just sitting up here talking or he picking on Kyrie or he's doing this. No, actually he's speaking how he feel and he's truthful behind it and he's being honest. Sometimes you have to be afraid to say stuff that other people are thinking but they are scared to say. Yeah. Um I think for me, my approach, y'all ain't dumb. We watching the same thing. Like people get mad at me for talking about Baker Mayfield. Bro, <laughs> you watch the game? Like, so, so for me, I think, I think it's a line where you go, ain't, I don't have nothing personal against any player in any league because the respect I have of how difficult the job is. But when I, being in media, like, the one thing I'm not going to ever do to y'all is lie to y'all. I ain't going to do that. You, now, you might be mad. You might hate my opinion. And sometimes our opinions differ. And I will, if anybody follow me on Twitter, if y'all have a different opinion and it's legit, I will literally sit there and go back and forth with you about that opinion because I respect that. But ultimately, man, when you cross over into the media space as from being a former athlete, the best thing me and Perk got is locker room experience. We know the background of it. But I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. Y'all know when somebody ain't playing well. Y'all know when somebody playing well. 
and I'm going to just tell the truth. All right, guys, we got to leave it there. So sorry for the questions we didn't get asked. Oh, man. Well, listen. I got to be the bad guy, but <laughs> thank oh. you, everybody. See her. Got one question. Oh, yeah. H-Town uh, legend. legend. Who's the coldest PG out of Houston y'all ever seen? You looking at him right there. His name Carlos Hurt. It, no, it's not Damon Jones. His name Carlos Hurt. What? It's a great way to end it. A walking memorial. What did he right say? There. What did he say? I said, who the coldest PG out of Houston? Texas hey, they let ever me seen, let me Damon. say something. I gotta say something with regards and respect. See this dude. Turn around so they can see you. See her. This dude right here. We played high school basketball together for the Houston hey. Hoops right here in H Town. I got acclimated. This is who taught me about Houston, Texas. This dude right here. He is one of the greatest point guards to ever come out of Houston. The greatest point guard that I've ever played basketball with is, bro, we about to come back here, man. I'll tell you come what, hey, here. look. If he had, we had social media when he was playing, he oh, had yeah. 30 million, Everybody know 30 million followers know in high school. But I will say Water. this. Hey, look, look, look. Dan about to have a heart attack. I, I know. Let's go. He, Let's he go, over there. He over here tripping. But listen, go, I will say this. I want to leave on this note, real talk, because we got we got some uh, a lot of kids in here, a lot of young athletes in here. Like my thing is to this. My advice to them is to you're never doing enough, right? And it's always out there. Look, I always tell it. My wife gets tired of me saying this. The ratio is one out of every 470,000 kids make it in a professional sport. One out of 470,000 in any professional sport. So whatever you're putting into it is what you're getting out of it. And at the end of the day, listen, I know you got Instagram. I know they got video games. And I'm talking to this group right over here to my right. They my know exactly who I'm talking to because... They got to understand that, especially when you have people in your corner that's telling you the right things and your parents are making the willing sacrifices and taking up our precious ass weekends to go sit in gyms for 10 to 12 hours to watch your stinking ass play basketball. You cannot take it for granted. But we appreciate y'all. Yeah. Hey, D. Jones, you know what? I'm just going to say thank you. I don't appreciate you. I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to tell you why later, but thank you because you came with your coach and analyst yeah. little thing today. And I understand. I get it. And Swagoo, you know how we end the show. I love you, my brother. Love you, my I bro. appreciate you. Yeah. And Dan, look, just relax. Hey, hey, one last thing. Y'all take care of each other. Y'all stay out of these silos and gravitate to good people, period. Like, get out of these silos. Get out of this group thing. Gravitate the good people. Enjoy yourself. Hey, Swaggy, what you, what you said on your uh, thing the other day, I, I still live by this. Don't let nobody steal your what? Your grace. Oh, yeah, your grace. <laughs> Give everybody grace. Yeah. Thank y'all, man. Appreciate it. Much love. Yeah.